Hello everyone, this is the voice of Phineas Jablin. This evening we're going to do something much different, uh, very much different. I have the pleasure of introducing uh, you, the listener, to my wife, um, Daisy Grogan. Or we call it the church, they call her Sister Daisy at the church. and um, She's the, once again, the First Lady of Sojourner Life Ministries. Uh, we've been together for quite some time now. She's a uh, a saved woman, a woman of great conviction, great friend of mine. Um, she's my, the love of my life. I can actually say that. We met when we were kids at 17 years old, and now here we are some 42, almost 43 years later, and the Lord has blessed us to be able to spend this time together. I got saved when I was 30. She had long since been saved, and and, and um, she was instrumental in her living, with it. she lived her life, and bringing me along the way as a uh, as a Christian and um, once again she's well versed in the Word of God she is very passionate about Christian living and uh, those that know her she's very down-to-earth um, makes uh, makes no airs about things and if you ever wanted a friend if you ever wanted to have a friend that's gonna love you and tell you the truth and be there when you need somebody there to really talk to you that's going to tell you the truth and not butter you up and not allow you to butter her up. But this is the, the woman that you would need uh, to have by your side uh, as a friend. And once, once again, I take a great pleasure in being able to introduce her. She's like, she's uh, t tonight, she's going to be doing, you know, we do a lot of current events on the third Sundays of each month at, at Sojourner Life Ministries. We do what we call casual Sunday. We kind of dress down and and we break bread together. You know, either potluck or or the church supplies the food. But after everybody's kind of sat down and and eating, um, Daisy will come up and she will take us through their current events, uh, the things that are happening in society, the things that uh, are happening in the with Christians in society. You know, the Word of God says, you know, we're, we're in this world, but we're not of this world. But we truly are, um, I'm going to add, subject to the things of this world. And there's so much going on. And um, for for Christians not to know what's going on. And I'm talking about there's some things I can guarantee you that she will probably tell you over the time, uh, you know, the, the in the coming days, weeks, months, that you will hear that you will not believe are actually happening and oftentimes these things are happening in the church around the church um, church people are doing them and so you know this is going to be very important to the relevance of the remnant Christian in the 21st century and beyond we have a relevance but a lot of our relevance that we have is going to be based on how we know what's going on it does us no good not to have insight into what's going on around us in all aspects of life. And because therefore, I mean, if we do that, if we don't know what's going on, we can't be effective and we, we will lose our relevance in society. You know, just the fact that we're saved and we have the ability to pray and have, an, have, a, have a, a relationship with God makes it very, very um, um, important to the society around us. The world needs the saints of God. Yes. The world needs the saints of God. They, the world, the unsaved world, the 
backslidden world, uh, um, the church that's not getting what it needs, needs for the mature um, uh, remnant saints, uh, remnant Christians to be able to help them navigate through this life. And that might sound kind of harsh, and it might sound like I'm trying to blow us up. That could be further from the truth. The fact remains that the God that we serve, he's great, and he has great knowledge. He's omnipotent, omniscient, and there's no reason for us, the saints of God, to be ignorant of life and the things that are going on around us because we can better effect, I think that's the right word, is an effect. We can better effect the things that are going on around us when we ourselves know what's going on. So, 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 uh, I'm ready to turn you into the hands of, of, of Daisy. I'm gonna let her further introduce herself, um, uh, talk to you, and I'm putting her hands to, to, to just to give you what the Lord has put on her heart. And I guarantee you that once she's finished, you're gonna be coming back to finish javelin anytime that you. The time that I tell you that she's going to be on, you're going to want to come on to hear what she has to say because these things are necessary for us. You know, the one thing I love, once again, um, Deja, about podcasts, mm -hmm. podcasts, very relaxed, you know, allows us to be very upfront, you know, it's not censored like a lot of things are censored. Mm -hmm. You know, we, as I said on one of our podcasts before, we're not cussers and fussers, so we don't have to worry about that. Right. But the things that we have to talk about, they can be very hard hitting. Yes. And some people can, they, some people, you know, they, they'll, it'll be a surprise to them. Mm -hmm. But what I will tell you is that you give them what you know that you need to give them. It doesn't matter, you know, what it might sound like because their listener, they need to know what's going on, as do I. And so once again, y'all, without me continuing to go on, this is um, Daisy Grogan, my wife, first lady of Sojourner Life Ministries, and uh, I'm going to give it to her and let her do whatever the Lord has put on her heart for her to do. Daisy, it's in your there. There, the listener is in your hands. Thank you, Pastor. You're welcome. Good evening, and prayerfully, you're all doing well. I know these are uncertain times, and Pastor's tasked me with doing current events. And so tonight, as we prepare to get into this, um, the subject for my podcast will be: As a person thinks, so is he or she. Because the way we think, as the Word of God says, it defines us. We think based upon what we believe, what we experience, what we think is going to happen. Uh, our thought process is molded by our environment and what we choose to believe and experience in life so often. And tonight, as I come to you, I'm going to be coming from the book of Joshua. And it's going to be from Joshua, the fifth chapter, verses 13 through 15, and verse 6 and 1. And I'm going to use this for a subject. Jesus wins with or without us. Jesus wins with or without us. Now, it's important when we speak of current events, we always want to have you know what's going on. And tonight, amid this virus that is consuming the world, not just our nation, but the world, I want to read this article to you. And I'm asking you to keep an open mind and listen to this article. Life After Being Furloughed, Americans Adapting to a New Normal. 
Ashley Ross was overseeing content and search engine optimization for a health company when she and almost half of her colleagues were laid off due to the COVID-19 shutdown on March the 24th. Battling sadness and navigating through the unemployment website made things tough, but Ashley was finding her way back with daily gratitude, meditation, and some freelance work. Knowing I wasn't alone in the frustrations of the backlog helped, but also made it worse because it's so often knowing how many people are affected by this, Ross told the Epic Times in an email. Nearly 10 million people across the United States filed for unemployment insurance claims in the last two weeks of March as the massive waves of layoffs hit the country amid the CCP, Chinese Communist Party virus pandemic according to U.S. administration reports. Ross is not alone in her battle with the unemployment website. It's reported that almost 500,000 people were filing online applications for claims and nearly equal numbers were calling the New York employment system toward late March. Unlike Ross, who feels privileged because she has savings and a partner who's still employed, 37-year-old Sebastian Peter from Florida said he's scared about what his future holds. Quote, I've never felt like this before, helpless. Not being able to provide for my children, not because I don't want to, but because I can't. Peter, who has a two-year-old and a two-month-old, told the Epic Times in an email. Peter was working as an operation manager of a high-end retail store that decided to close in January. In mid-February, Peter started working as an operation manager in training for a company running a chain of gyms in his county, but lost a job when the gyms closed due to the pandemic. Quote, I was sent home and then two weeks later laid off, said Peter. I used to bring in about $3,500 a month. It certainly wasn't that much, but we could get by, end quote. He said he feels extremely anxious about not having been able to get a normal check since January. Quote, like millions of people, I have bills too, and I'm starting to fall behind. All I can say is that if I don't get sick from this virus, I will for sure get sick from the everyday stress. As the pandemic surges through the country, over 347,000 people are confirmed infected, and more than 10,000 people have died of the virus as of Monday, that's today, March, I mean April the 6th. While many professional associations have started COVID-19 relief funds for their communities, like the one by Professional Beauty Association and another by the Screen Actors Guild American Federation of Television and Radio Arts, many others don't have any such possibility of seeking support. Quote, I have not heard of any charity offering help, said Peter, adding that he's just scared for his kids as well. Now listen to them. Those two people going through these changes in their lives that mean that they have life-altering events taking place. And our whole nation does. So listen to this. A study by Berkeley on coping with the stress of layoffs and unemployment said that when a person loses a job, they lose many important things, including 
work associations, structure for your days, financial security, and status. Even though the job loss is due to budget cuts and is not your fault, it is common to feel some loss of self-esteem and think that somehow you have failed, said Berkeley study. In the never-die attitude of Americans, while the lives of American, of millions of Americans have been upended by the pandemic and the economic ramifications are causing more anxiety than the fear of catching the virus, Americans still have hope and are finding solutions. Ross is doing freelance assignments. And like so many of us, there's a frustration that goes along with not being able to do the job that you love, but trying to just make it. There have been mental, hard mental lessons learned by some of the unemployed. And to keep themselves afloat and happy, people are resigning themselves to try new and various things. But one thing is for certain, in this time, Nothing is as it was. And that's why the title of that article that I just wrote to you, just read to you, is so important. Life after being furloughed, Americans adapting to a new normal. And we know the whole world is shifting as we go about this time. Yeah. The whole world. There is nothing that remains as it was because it's all been touched by this pandemic. And someone may say, well, no, my life is going on as it was. I, I'm on the list. I have to work so and so. But you're not working in the same way. So I'll say again, there's nothing that is going on as it was. Because everything, every nation has been touched by this pandemic. But because we have our faith in Christ Jesus, because we have been settled in the Lord, because we call Jesus our Lord and Savior. And think about it, y'all. We're in Holy Week, that final week leading up to Christ. Cruel, cruel death on the cross, but the glory of his resurrection and the power that came to us because of the sacrifice he gave. So I want to encourage you today, because who would have thought a month ago, Pastor, mm -hmm. that we would be where we're at now? When this first started, and we were having our third Sunday meeting, and our discussion on that day was the fact that there's a disease, a virus going about. And as you look at it and see it, we don't know what's going to happen from it. But one thing that we found out, Pastor, we said, what if this thing just gets out of hand mm -hmm. and what could be? And you find so many people looking, they're like, impossible. Yeah. But I dare say today that this virus has shaken the entire world. But I want to concentrate on the Christians. I want to concentrate on our nation. Come on. Because there is no business as usual. This is life 
that's being now touched and changed by this invisible virus that manifests itself in illness uh-huh. and death. That's right. There's no cure for it. They're trying everything possible to stop it, to curb it. And it's such a fearful virus that has shut down our nation. So after you get the worldview, all these deaths that have taken place, when we heard that Italy was suffering 800 dead in one day, 900, and now look at the USA, over 1,000 dead in one day. That's right. And we haven't seen the end of it. That's right. And we can't control that. So nothing that anyone tells us can really give us any peace, can it? Because peace lies in certainty. That's right. And there's no certainty with this disease. All we know is that you're doing as much as you can. And we know in America that no matter what the president does, there'll be someone to find fault. That's right. But no one has ever seen the rapid demise of people that this disease has brought on. We've been through many things that we can call similar to plagues, polio, mm-hmm. smallpox, measles, mm-hmm. all these diseases and things. But people tend to forget when something comes on and it takes over like this and it ravages, uh-huh. you're caught off guard. Exactly. You're not prepared for it. And even this is showing us that our medical system and the things we had stored up for an emergency are insufficient. Mm-hmm. Right, Pastor? That's right. Yeah. So if everything that you thought you knew to do. Surprise. You thought you could stock up and be prepared for That's it. That's right. If something can come and take that surety away from you, what does that leave you with? Panic, Mm -hmm. insecurity, fear, Mm -hmm. fear of the unknown. And your mind tends to always wander to the worst case scenario. And if you're dwelling in the worst case scenario, and then you lose your freedom, so-called. And we're just talking about our nation now. So you have to watch the news to see what you can and can't do. You have to watch the news to find out what your favorite store will and won't allow you to do. Mm-hmm. And if you're someone that has to go out and shop for a family, you find out you have to stand in line. And soon you may be wearing a mask, not because you choose to, but because you've been told to. You have to shut her in. You have to homeschool your children. Right. You have to work from home. Listen, in this brave new world, we have to come to terms with the fact that things, life as we knew it, no longer exist in that way. We have to watch the news, Uh watch the pandemic reports every day from a national level with our president, Uh a state level with our governors, to a local level with our mayors. And then the local news to incorporate all these three things together to keep our thumb on the pulse of what's happening due to this invisible enemy. Enemy. Mm -hmm. So listen to these verses 
from the book of Joshua, the Old Testament. All right. Chapter 5, verses 13 through 15, and verse, and chapter 6, verse 1. And this is from the King James Version. And it came to pass, when Joshua was by Jericho, that he lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, there stood a man over against him, with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him and said unto him, Art thou for us or for our adversaries? And he said, Nay, but as captain of the host of the Lord am I now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said unto him, What saith my Lord unto his servant? And the captain of the Lord's host said unto Joshua, Loose thy shoe from off thy foot, for the place whereon thou standest is holy. Yeah. And Joshua did so. Chapter 6, verse 1. Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. And saints, I want you to know, as we speak today, Jericho was shut up for fear of God's people coming. They had seen what had happened as these people who were coming out of Egypt were going to the promised land and God was using them to shake up, tear down, and move his enemies. God was using them, not because they were great, but because they would do his will. Moses is gone. Joshua came up under Moses. That's right. And I dare say, and I use these scriptures because the same way our nation is shut up, because of this invisible enemy who manifests itself in death and destruction and takes away our peace, our normal way of life, he's caused us to be shut up like Jericho was. And listen, the reason Jericho was shut up is because they didn't want God's people to get in. That's right. And they did not want to talk to God's people. So they were not sending anybody out. If you were in Jericho, you had no choices of where you were going to go Outside of Jericho. Jericho was locked up tight. Mm -hmm. Straightly shut up, Mm -hmm. wasn't it, Pastor? Mm -hmm. Couldn't go out, and you surely were not going to come in. Mm -hmm. And listen, it's like having burglar bars that are locked. You're not going to come in to get me unless I unlock the bars. And my safety lies in who's going to come and rescue me. But I've locked the bars and the keys set up somewhere, and I can't find it. But Jericho shut itself up from God and said that I'm not going to let that God in here and I'm not going to let his people in here because they're not going to destroy us from the outside in. And none of you people are going to be able to go out and meet their God or their people and want to change sides with them. Uh As a nation, in the past years, we have embraced Abortion, 
to the point of infanticide. That's right. Go right we ahead. have embraced same-sex marriage mm -hmm. to the point to where now we want to take over the schools and force our children to be taught in things that are not godly. That's right. We have taken the laws over and we have told Christians, you can't talk about that, Jesus. We're going to take down your crosses. We're going to shut up those places that you go. We will have all the things that are holy removed. They started with the courthouses and all those things, right. Pastor. Mm -hmm. All these things. Ten Commandments and everything. Mm -hmm. And what we didn't know is that America was shutting itself up just like Jericho. That's right. Just like Jericho. They took prayer out of school because yeah. they didn't want that Jesus in the, school, in the school so they could teach the kids whatever they wanted to. Go ahead. But if Jesus isn't who he says he is, if he isn't the power that we know him to be, then why remove him? Exactly. Why remove fear him? of him? And that's it, Pastor. Mm -hmm. What's the fear of him? And what people don't understand today is we have locked ourselves up like Jericho. We don't want God to get in. And we're not going to let anybody out to him. But here's the problem. When you look at the lineage of Jesus, you see Rahab in there. That's right. Rahab had already believed that the God that they served when the spies were sent mm -hmm. was God. Was God. She did believe. She made provision for her family. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter that our nation is locked up. It doesn't matter that we are looking at a new normal. God does not change. That's right. The Lord is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. That's why we can place our faith in him. Yes. That's why in this time of uncertainty, why all these things are going on, I'm able to say to you tonight, Jesus wins with or without us. Mm -hmm. Yes, he does. It was not Israel that won the war. It was Jesus, it was Jesus. himself. That's right. It was God Almighty. And these scriptures are so important and take the time to go into them because right now I'm concentrating on the current events, but I want you to see the similarities. We can lock up. We can shut down. We can say that I'm going to keep what I got. I'm not going to let you in. You can't take away from me. Remember the walls of Jericho were so wide across and so thick. They could ride chariots around them. That's right. And they thought that they had secured their city that nobody could get in. Mm -hmm. They possibly thought so high, you can't get over them. So low, you can't get, get under them. So wide, you can't get around them. And we ain't opening the door. But it doesn't work with God. It sure doesn't. It sure didn't then. And that's it, Pastor. Mm -hmm. While Joshua was out preparing to go into Jericho, because that was God's plan for him, to go into Jericho. Yeah. I dare say, pastors, those who have been called by God, those who will stand for righteousness sake and keep on preaching the word of God, Old and New Testament. That's right. Because the old foreshadows the new. And I use the Old Testament tonight because we have to understand this is the pre-incarnate Jesus. Mm -hmm. This is the one who saw Abraham That's and right. met him before he went into Sodom and Gomorrah to destroy it exactly. and the cities around him that were against him. This is the same one who fought with Jacob in the cave. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen. This is the same one who showed himself throughout the Old Testament. This is the one that God said, let us mm -hmm. make. Let create. That's right. Amen? Amen. Uh, the, and we have to understand, Jesus has always been there. He meets us based upon where we're at 
and what we're doing. Mm -hmm. So for Joshua, who was contemplating the battle that was to take place, let's say he does what you do before you go into war. You go in, and before you get ready to go, you look at the place you've got to go into. I spy it out. Mm -hmm. okay. And that's it, Pastor. Mm -hmm. You spy it out. Mm -hmm. The same way you prepare a sermon when you're getting ready to preach to the people and teach the people. You go to the place where God would have you to be. And then you wait for a word from him. And then you look up to the hills from which cometh your help. And you pray and you consecrate yourself. And that's what Joshua was doing. Yeah. He had been there looking down, and as he stood back and looked up, he saw this man of stature that took his attention. Mm -hmm. But the man wasn't just dressed any kind of way. The man had a figure and an appearance that struck him. Mm -hmm. And then as he saw him with his sword drawn, uh -huh. he had to ask him, who he was. Who was. Mm -hmm. And the question that he asked him as he went up to him, art thou for us or for our adversaries? Now, it takes courage for you to ask this big man That's right. with a sword drawn in his hand yeah. that catches your appearance like that. Whose side are you leaning on? Huh? That's it, Pastor. Mm -hmm. Whose side? Mm -hmm. Are you for us mm -hmm. or for them? See, because even in approaching him, what if he was for them? Yeah. But there's something about God's spirit dwelling within a man. That's right. Come on. Where that man won't back down. And he knows I'm going to fight anyway, so I may as well start fighting today if I got to. <laughs> Amen. You know, so it's not a question of on your side or their side. The question is, who are you for? Are you, for? you great man. Mm -hmm. You bold man. Mm -hmm. You warrior with a sword in your hand. Who are you for? Mm -hmm. And in this time of this pandemic and the fear and nothing being as it was That's right. and having an expectant spirit that each day, am I going to be confronted with this disease? Is someone I love going to be confronted with this disease? What are they going to take from us next? Mm -hmm. People furloughed, been on jobs for years. That's right. That's right. And, and then today we hear about the medical uh, employees yeah. that are being furloughed and sent on vacation and laid off yeah. because in the area they're in, they don't have any money coming in. Why? Because elective surgeries yeah. have been stopped. Look at that. Insurance can't be used because they don't want you to come to the doctor. Mm -hmm. Elective abortions have been stopped. Thank yeah. you. In mm -hmm. some states, mm -hmm. I mean, all these things are going on. So they're saying they're losing up to $25 million since this thing started. That's at one place. Just one place. One hospital. Mm -hmm. So imagine, as much as they need medical people, as a doctor said, why would you lay us off when people need us? Yeah, exactly. So nothing makes sense right off the bat. But then when you look at the situation, you realize we've never been here before. Never been here before. That's we've right. never been here before. So Joshua asked the question that we as saints would ask. But a better question for us to ask today, as we understand what Joshua was asking, asking and who he was speaking to now, us as individuals, we need to ask, whose side am I on? Hmm. Whose side am I on? Come on, Christians. Am I going to trust God to be God in the mid of this COVID-19? Or am I going to fear and run to the other side? Am I going to try to get into this locked up place 
and just go crazy looking for answers, looking for safety, looking for something to replace the peace I thought I had in Jesus. Mm -hmm. Cast not away your salvation. Cast not away your, your faith. God is faithful. Yes, he is. He's faithful. He does not change. He will not change. He cannot change. That's right. And that's why you can place your faith in him. Take your fears and nail them to the cross. Take your concerns and pray and give them to the Lord. Cast all your cares upon him because he cares for you. That's right. All these noises, all these things going on, there comes a time when we have got to take the word of God, Pastor, and we have got to live it. That's right. We've got to speak it. Mm -hmm. We've got to believe it. Mm -hmm. Even if I don't know how I'm going to get through, I have got to go to the one who knows how to get me through. Yeah. And his name is Jesus. That's right. No other name. No other name amongst them. Yeah. Whereby we must be saved, whereby we're going to be able to believe and get through this unscathed. And when I say unscathed, for the saint, even if we were to get this virus and perchance die, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. That's right. That's the word. We cannot lose with what God has given us. But in the meantime, what do we display to our home, our jobs, the people around us, in our neighborhood? What do we display to our loved ones? The people that we are quarantined with, that we're shuttered in with. What do we display to our family by phone, by text, by email, by FaceTime, video, Zoom, whatever you're using? What do we display? What is our conversation? Is it a conversation of fear? And that's all right, but don't let it end with that. That's right. Share the fear. Because the fear is real. Our emotions are real, that's Pastor. Right. That's, that's right. But somebody, please bring out the word of God, Christians. And know that the Lord says, cast all your cares, your fears, your problems, those things that are burdening you upon him. Because he cares for us. He's given us in his word the fact that he will give us peace that surpasses all understanding. He said, in him is the fullness of joy. If we would find our joy in the Lord, we would find our strength because the word of God says our joy in the Lord is our strength. And if we can find our joy in the Lord because it's a spiritual joy, it's a gift to us, a gift by his precious Holy Spirit that we have joy, love, peace, long suffering, the gifts of the spirit. Then we can find our way to be able to look to the Lord and not only ask ourselves whose side we're standing on, but make the declaration, I'm standing with the Lord. When these uncertain times, I'm going to stand with a certain God. In these uncertain times, I am going to celebrate Resurrection Sunday like never before. I'm going to walk through Holy Week just like Jesus. I am going to do the things that are needed so that I will be able to stand and say, I find no fault in him. This coronavirus is just another thing in life. That's right. Come on. That man. comes. That's right. It took us by surprise, but it didn't take God by surprise. Mm -hmm. It took us by surprise, but God already knew what was happening. And he already gave us his word. Mm -hmm. He already told us how to trust in him. Our faith will never grow if it's based upon where we've been. That's right. Our faith is based upon where we're willing to go with God. Yeah. 
Our life is based upon what we're willing to allow God to do in our lives. You know, what will separate you from the love of God? If neither height nor depth, then don't let this coronavirus separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus. God is faithful. And it doesn't matter what all the other voices say. You have to remain faithful to your God because the Lord will reveal himself to his people the same way he did to Joshua. And you know what he told Joshua? In that sixth chapter, he said, I've already given you Jericho. This nation was founded upon God. Come on now. But people don't want God. They think that he's going to spoil their fun. But I tell you what, as Jesus told them, look out over the vineyard, the harvest. The harvest is plentiful. But what, Pastor? The laborers are few. He said, pray ye therefore that the Lord of the harvest will send forth laborers into the harvest. And this is a time to harvest. Mm -hmm. This is a time for us to look about and see in the fear of this coronavirus. We have the ability to go out and harvest for the Lord and joy. That's right. We have the ability to go out and speak a word of life because the power of the tongue has life or death. Why don't we speak life to this moment? Mm -hmm. Why don't we speak about a faithful God? Why don't we remind people that as we go into this Easter resurrection weekend, that Christ came because he knew the coronavirus was going to come too. That's right. He knew all these things. We're going to come. But he can be our peace in the midst of this. And, and Daisy, let me, interject. Yes, let, let, let me interject this because that's the whole thing. You know, uh, the, the relevance of the Christian, the relevance of the Christian. And, and remember, I told you, remind me all the time. I want to stay focused on, on the relevance of the remnant Christian. Yes. You know, you have um, you have those that are, that are as we call them, staunch believers. And then you have some that are just, you know, they're just, they're just kind of like they're brand name believers. But the, 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 the relevance of the, of the Christian in a time such as this, the ability to be able to, um, to be able to bring, like you said, hope into a society that's plagued by this thing. Yes. And people are so fearful because, you know, we have family members and, and friends that are fearful. Yes. And, 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 and you said they're, they're, they're shutting themselves up inside their homes. They're straightly, straightly shut up because they're afraid of what's going on. But the one thing for the Christian I was thinking when you were talking, I, I I had to go ahead and pull up this psalm, Psalm 34, 19, where, you know, um, God is always there for us. And that's why we have to be able to share this with yes. the unbeliever, as well as the, as you were saying, you're concentrating on the Christian, on the church, as well as the, the Christians in the church that have begun to lose their ability to trust God or their faith become scoffers. You know, um, Psalms thirty, Psalms thirty four nineteen says that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. All this coronavirus ain't nothing. When it, you know, for God, this coronavirus ain't nothing. That's why for you know, and 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 because God has not given us a spirit of fear, that's it, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Christians, we are relevant. Yes, and and if but if we don't walk upright, fearless, in a time such as this. Where, where, where's where's a where's a where's the unsaved world gonna find any hope? That's and then where then uh, uh, the strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak. Yes. So the strong saints, the strong Christians, we have to bear. We're supposed to bear the infirmities of our brothers and sisters that maybe 
you know, they're frightened from this thing, you know, and they're willing, like you said, they're willing to be shut up, you know, not letting anybody in. They don't want to go out. They don't want to let nobody in. They're willing to be shut up because of a fear that they have, yes. you know. So, you know, it, the God that we serve is faithful. Yes, you know, he is, he's Pastor. And you, and, and this is what I love about the Word of God because it's precise, those mm -hmm. scriptures and things mm -hmm. you said. That's where we're going to. You know, we can't afford to be silent. Yeah. Cry aloud and spare and not. Spare not. Mm -hmm. There are Christians suffering. There are non-saved suffering. There are atheists. Everyone is suffering in some way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. But it's what we do with our suffering that makes the difference. That makes, yes, yeah, that's right. Good. It's what we do with our suffering that makes the difference. Mm -hmm. Joshua was wise enough to bow his knee to that. the Lord and worship him. Ooh, go ahead, Joshua. And we, as saints, now, he knows what he has to do in this battle. Uh -huh. But when he meets the one who's going to fight the battle yeah, that, yeah. and give him instruction on the battle, he humbles himself and says, Lord, what would you have me to do? Go ahead. And that's the cry that comes out from the current events that we're talking about. Saints all over the world should be humbling themselves, bowing their knee and saying, God, what would you have me to do mm -hmm. to secure this harvest for you? To secure our nation for you, to secure my neighborhood for you, Go secure ahead. my home for you, yes, yes. secure my family for you, my immediate family, my extended family, the church, all these things to secure society for you. Because listen, y'all, our nation is shut up for fear of this enemy, but God has shut up our nation and the world. All existing systems are failing. Yes, they are. Financial, mm -hmm. medical. Mm -hmm. Everything is failing. And if we don't stand as Joshua did and humble ourselves before God, we won't know what to do. We'll do what we think we should do. Yeah, what we think. But we won't know what to do because only God can direct us to do the right thing. That's right. That's right. As much as we know what to do, it's limited because we are limited as human beings. But the furtherance of the answer, the clarity of the answer, the ability to see beyond the fear of the unknown lies in the Lord. And we have to bow our knee, humble ourselves, and pray to him. I know everybody's trying to give you the special prayer to pray, the special verse to say, praying all over the world, all these nations, all these things and stuff. But I'm telling you, first of all, you need to pray to the Lord yourself. Come on. Because you've got to get your mind straight. Yeah. You've got to dispel your fear. You've got to cast your care to the Lord so you can think straight, see straight, hear straight. What does the Spirit say to the churches? He that have an ear to hear, hear what the Spirit is saying. He invites us individually as well as collectively to clear out the cobwebs. Get out of the midst of all this craziness that's going on, all the fear and concern, and get into the eye of the storm because that's where Jesus is. He's in the eye of the storm, Pastor. Yeah, yes, he is. He's waiting for us to get to the eye of the storm. He's been waiting on us. And if it takes all of this for us to stop long enough, and not just have a moment of silence. That's not what God wants. I know. Who you being silent too? He doesn't want a moment of silence. That's right. He wants us to cry out to him. He wants us to call him by his name through his son, Jesus. Master, Lord, Jehovah. 
God Almighty, creator of all things. The one who David said in that same psalm, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. That's right. And that's who the saints of God are. He will never forsake us. He will never leave us. And our children and the generations to come under them that will call him God through his son, Christ Jesus, will never have to beg for bread. That's right. And this is Real quick, um, one of the situations is is being in position to do the being in position to do exactly what you're saying, being in a position to pray effectively, you know, uh, and and that requires the nation as a whole during this coronavirus, uh, the, the the leader, the president, from the president on down, and then even more so though from for the pastors yes. and the those that are in the church. To be able to have that audience with God, first things first, you know, um, 1 John, the first chapter, verse number 8 says, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, if we, can, if, if, if we confess our sins, then God is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Again, so 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 that's the thing. Get in, get in, get in, get in position. Get being in position to be able to to be able to um, uh, uh, pray. And I think as a nation, the nation has the the nation has to have a desire to to um, to do what it needs to do, and that is to repent. Yes. You know, ask the Lord. You know, forgive us because that way we can go before the Lord. And he's going to give us the direction that we need yes. to get to what you're talking about. You know, because you just can't, you just can't, you know, we're in a nation that thinks you can just, you can meet God any kind of way you want to meet him and then expect him to fight the battle that you have. And, and it just doesn't work that way. And especially for the church. That's you know, it. Because that's know. the one that makes a difference. Yeah, Why exactly. did Jericho shut up? Because mm -hmm. they didn't want them church folk to get in there. Yeah, exactly. They didn't want them folk that called God, God, and served him, the ones that he had brought through the Red Sea. Mm -hmm. Because they were afraid of the, That's it. Mm -hmm. Because they knew what he had done, the acts that he had done. That's right. Come and on. they knew that if he got inside there, mm -hmm. his people got inside mm -hmm. there, they would not know life as it was. That's right. They'd be taken out. Mm -hmm. And so they secured themselves from the inside out. Mm -hmm. But look, when you secure yourself from God from the inside out, you can't get out either. You can't get out. That's right. But God's going to get in. He can. That's right. God can go anywhere at any time. Why? Because he's already there. That's right. He's omnipresent. That's right. Go ahead. He's everywhere at all times. That's right. He transcends time. That's right. Supernatural. That's right. And that's it, Pastor. Supernatural. People want to make supernatural think about death and ghosts and witches and all of this. But God is a supernatural God. That's right. Yes, you is. can't confine him to what your little mind can pose him as. He met Joshua as that soldier, the Lord of God's host. That's right, Amen. That's right. That's right. And he wanted him to know, I am serving God and you have to decide whose side you're on. Mm -hmm. I'm not here for you or them. <laughs> I came because God sent me. Go God ahead, is God. getting ready to do something and you can either be a part of it mm. or you can be on the sidelines. That's right. And perchance you may be the one that God's getting ready to do something to. That's right. But know this, you got to pick a side. Mm -hmm. And as Christians, we picked our side on the time in which we said, Jesus is my Lord and Savior. That's right. But even though Joshua had picked his side, he had to rear back, look at this man with a sword drawn because that was a sign he was getting ready to do some damage. 
He was getting ready to take care of business. Yes, he was. And the way he looked, he could only win. There was no losing in him. And Joshua just really realized and said, oh, this must be the answer. Mm -hmm. My Lord, my God. That's right. And we need to understand today. Mm -hmm. Some people are trying That's to good. scare the world and say, this is God's judgment on sin and all of this stuff. No. Because when God judges, he just He just takes Total, it out. It's, it's done. Total that's right. destruction. Yeah, yeah that's judgment. This isn't about God's judgment. This is about God's mercy. That's right. Now, this nation that this came from, China, they have lied. They have done terrible things. They have hidden figures of people that were dying. And all these truths are coming out now. But we, as a nation, going about business as usual, and this monster of a virus has come in, snuck its way in. Now it's subject to move about without anybody seeing. And you just see the effects of it. Some people are carriers while other people get the sickness. That's right. So how can you contain something like that? When you don't even know where it started at. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. We need to be the Christians we said we were. That's right. For Christ will live. For Christ will die. There is no losing for us, no matter what. That's right. So we have to remember what the scripture says. Death, where is thy victory? Grave, where, you know, the, yeah. where, where do you get a sting from? Where are you going to bring a hurt from? Christ overcame that. That's right. Yes, he did. So now in death, we meet our Lord and Savior, our God, our Creator, and we get our reward and we get rest from this world. Amen? Amen. But we got to go out and do the work. We cannot afford to shut ourselves up. And I'm not telling you to go out against the quarantine. That's not what I'm saying. Our greatest weaponry is in prayer. And then faith in God will enable us that when we do have to go out, we will go out emboldened by the Spirit of the living God. Because there are people out there that you're standing in line with, you're walking through a store with, that need to see the joy of the Lord in your countenance. That's right. They need to know that somebody out here is not afraid. And they may perchance ask you, what is it about you? Mm. I haven't had anybody smile at me. You're not going down with your head down. You're not cussing. You're not fussing. You're not poking around. You're not trying to cut in line. All of this. You, you let people go in front of you. You smile at people. You speak kindly to people. You're not afraid. And what better chance than then to tell them. I have nailed my fear to the cross. I fear just like anyone else. Every emotion God gave is used. But I use it. As you said, with a sound mind, I have put my faith in God. He's never failed me. I failed him so many times, but he's never failed me. And I'm speaking for me. I'm speaking for Sister Daisy. I have failed him so many times, but you know where my peace lies with? The fact that he's forgiven me so many times. He's not a God of a second chance. He's a God of another chance. And as hard as I try to live this life, there are times I just mess up. I get fed up. I get done. I get tired. I get overloaded. I get anxious. All those things. And then sometimes people just really get on my nerves. 
But here's one thing. I don't have to act on my emotions and my feelings. That's right. In a second, just that quickly, I can pray and the Lord will give me peace and he will shut my mouth so that I won't say what I can say but don't need to say. I won't cause hurt just because I have run on fumes instead of filling up before dealing with the next situation. I'm telling you, in this time where someone can say life after being furloughed, Americans adapting to a new normal, I'm an American. But my highest label and hat is Christian. That's right. Amen. That's right. Nothing is as it was weeks ago. Hmm. And things are changing even as I speak. Tomorrow we may have to wear a mask. And because the word of God says, obey those that have the rule over you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Those that are then we'll do That's right. what's necessary. But know this, saints. There are people, as I read portions of that article to you, that don't know what to do. And people who have lost their identity because of their jobs, having to work from home. Mm -hmm. You know, so much of us is in our work, especially work full time. You spend more waking hours with those co-workers than you do with your own family. Especially nowadays. That's right. So think about it, how you have changed. Your self-image has changed. How you were not working for a call center. You were not a telemarketer. But if you're working from home now, you have to learn what call center employees have to learn, what telemarketers have to learn. You have to learn a whole nother way. And if you were not working with technology in virtual meetings and things, you have to learn technology that you may not have had before. And some of us work with two and three screens at our home. And then add to that. Now, these are the cares we're going to cast out. Add to that, I now have to work at home, in the vicinity of my home. I have to work, set up an office if I didn't already have one, Pastor. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And then, if I have children that are school age, I have to have them at home. If I have children that are college age, I have to have them at home. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's where they live. And, and then, add on, if my spouse works. Uh-huh, uh-huh. If my children who have got, got gone to college or didn't go are at home now working. Yeah, all the these things you're adding all to my cares. And then I can only go to the, to the store every once in a while because we're shuttered in. And they tell us when we can go, how we can go. And if I want to stand in line. This weekend we were standing in line in the rain. In the rain. Waiting to get into the store. So all these things are going on. And then if I have smaller children who aren't self-directed or older children who aren't self-directed, we know, yeah, come right. on now, that's let's right. be honest about these that's things. Right. Then I'm at home trying to work and they're distracted, bored, as they say. Mm -hmm. But whatever it is, these are more cares cast on. Mm -hmm. and, and listen, and someone there may be saying, oh, and nobody got cares like that. Yes, they do. If we didn't have cares like that, we wouldn't have hoarders of toilet paper, mm -hmm. dairy products. When I go to the store, they tell me how many meats I can buy, the various kinds, poultry, fish, frozen. I mean, there are quantifiable 
lines on just about everything these days. And you hope and pray that they have the paper products you want. No, they ain't going to have the paper products. The cleaning products that you want. <laughs> they might have a How many of you have learned how to make hand sanitizer? Uh, not yet. But, it's coming. <laughs> but these are the things, Pastor. Yeah, that's these right. are the things. Mm -hmm. And as I close out, because I want Pastor to come in here, because it's so very important that you understand. God is trying to help us in this hour of need. Come on. He's drawing just as close to us as he's always been. Yeah. But the question is, will we draw close to him? him? Yeah. Out of all the craziness that's going on, will we draw close to him? And then will others want to join us in this Christian journey? It's a highway. It's a right way. It calls for us to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. These distractions get in the way, Pastor. Yes, How many people have stopped working for the Lord? Yeah, because, because all these things have changed their life. That's right. That's Don't tell me you can just go out and do whatever you want to whenever you want to. They're closing down the parks. They're closing down. They closed down the theaters. They closed down the gyms. That's right. They closed down so many activities that you would do. When was the last time you went to a professional sporting event? Yeah. And what happens when you have children of any age that can't excise that energy that they have? Thank no God. exercise. That's no, right. Thank God I'm great parents. All that pent up <laughs> energy. That's right. All those things. Bouncing off the walls of your house. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's it. And yeah, you can go outside. It's been raining here. So it's muddy, wet, it's humid, but you can only do so much because this is a new life to all of us. And as that said, a new normal, we may have a new normal, but listen, saints, God remains the same. And we can find in him the same peace we had before this new normal. That's right. The same joy we had before this new normal, mm -hmm. a greater faith. Before this new normal. That's right. Because faith consists of things we hope for. Evidence of things we have not seen. The manifestation of those. So our faith is not about what was. That's our testimony. Our faith is about where and what we will receive from God mm -hmm. in the future. In the future. That's right. That's right. Our faith always lies ahead of us at its greatest. And remember this. The best is always yet to come for the saints. No matter how good it was, no matter how good it has been, no matter how good it is, the best is always yet to come because God gets better yeah. and better and better. That's right. And we get sure and sure and sure of him when we cast all our cares upon him, when we seek him, when we let that mind be in us, which was in Christ That's Jesus. That's right. So we may be in a new world, but praise God, glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, yeah. that you do not change. He change. That's right. And because you do not change, then my faith is anchored in the rock that is higher than I. Mm -hmm. And I can trust you to see us through these uncertain times. That's right. Praise him. Praise him. Thank, thank you, me. Pastor. Thank you, Daisy. And you know, don't go anywhere just in case you got to uh, say something else. Um, now you might have a comment, but you know, I just want to say that that you know this uh, for 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 the for the for the remnant Christian and for the relevance of 
the Christians, the very um, ones of you that Daisy was talking to, that we were talking to, you have, we have to understand one thing as Christians. You know, we we can't be, we cannot conform to this world. We do have to be transformed yes. by, the renewing of our, by the renewing of our mind. And we have to trust God. And as you said, God is the giver of good and perfect gifts. You know, he doesn't change. He has goodness for for, for he has goodness for everybody. Everybody. The saved as well as the unsaved. That's right. But the, the but you know the the, the the unsaved are not that they don't always want what God has. That's why they as you said in Jericho they shut themselves in so the, that they uh so the uh the uh, saints or uh, the uh, of God couldn't get in. See you know look if you if you allow the Lord into your space and don't fight against him, don't fight against him then you can receive the goodness that comes from the Lord. That's it, Pastor. But people want to fight against it. You know, even, even, even people in the church want to fight against God. Yes. And the last ones that should be fighting against God are the very ones that he saved, the yes. ones that profess to be saved. Mm -hmm. We are relevant. If you will lose your relevancy, yes. if you are a Christian, and you fight against God. Yes. Because you can't do the work that he's called you to do. Mm -hmm. In a time such as this, you know what I'm saying? It's because, you know, Right now, this coronavirus, some of the things that we have talked about in our, in our, uh, on our casual Sundays, our current events, and I'm going to make sure that, that, you know, as time goes on, we'll, we'll, we'll keep up with the things that have taken place. But this coronavirus, Daisy, has covered, has pretty much put everything else on the hold. Everything. Everything else on the hold. All the things that, all the stuff they were trying to teach the kids in school that was coming across the news. Everything, the um, the uh, uh, the whole LGBTQ everything. community. I mean, abortion. Everything. You know, everything has been put on. It's put is on the back worldwide. burner worldwide because of this corona. Every everything. system, everything. every existing system, Look at that. has been touched by this. By this. Mm -hmm. and, and Pastor, that's why it was just so important because what you're saying, our relevancy lies not in us, mm -hmm. but in the Lord. Remember what. Joshua was told, mm -hmm. I've given you Jericho. It's already done. And listen, y'all, the one with the sword drawn wasn't Joshua and his people, the saints of God. That wasn't it. It was just the pre-incarnate Christ. Christ. That's right. He was the one with the sword drawn. All they had to do after he gave Joshua the instruction was this. Walk around six days and be quiet. Be quiet. Shut up. Don't say a word. Keep your mouth shut. And then on that final day. Seventh day. That's right. Come on. Walk around how many times? Seven times. Keep quiet. Mm -hmm. Don't let, and then and then at the end, after they blew the horns, mm -hmm. and they shouted. But why was that? Because God wanted Jericho to know, and he wanted Joshua to know, I'm the one who's fighting this battle. That's right. I'm the one who's giving this nation to you. Mm -hmm. I'm the one. All you have to do is be obedient. And saints, as that harvest lies out there, God can take this corona virus out, mm -hmm. this COVID-19 out. That's right. The same way Jericho fell to Joshua, this corona virus has the answer to God. Mm -hmm. It sure does. He just wants us to do what he would have us to do. That's right. If we pray because we fear and we're trying to find some magic 
verse to get us out of this, if we just want the coronavirus to end so we don't die, that's not what God is looking for. He's looking for us to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. He's looking for us to go back to the word, to go back through history and see all the things we fought before. The plague, polio, all these things that have come about before. Flu. Look how many people died from that. All these things that are coming about. But what happened in the end? How were they conquered? God gave man the knowledge and the understanding to make a cure in a shot, a pill, whatever. So that we could get an upper hand on these diseases. But remember this. Tylenol won't work unless God allows it to. That's right. It will not. I don't care what anybody says. No, if if y'all, I'm the, I'm in it. I don't care what you believe. There are some of you out there that might hear this and you say, "Oh, them people, it's crazy. It's medicine." No, you better listen to what Daisy's saying. If God says it don't work, it don't work. And God loves us. Yes, He does. He loves His creation. He says, "All souls belong to Him, Mm -hmm. saved or unsaved." And the atheist needs to know, the unsaved needs to know that God loves them. That's right. Yes, he does. And his desire is that we would all be saved. But even unsaved, what does he say about his son that he allows to shine on us, Pastor? That's right. He says on the just as well as the unjust. And then he allows the rain Mm -hmm. to quench the thirst of the earth and mankind. Mm -hmm. What does he say about that, Pastor? He allows the rain to fall on the just as well as the unjust. Look at the God we serve. Mm-hmm. We are going to lie down tonight That's right. Come on, and expect the sun to rise tomorrow. That's because God set it in place. All these things that we have in our natural life and some people take for granted, the saints of God know that God set it in place. Mm-hmm. And because God set it in place, because he created it, he controls it. What have we to fear if we stand with God? That's right. Our prayers should be stronger. Our faith should be stronger. Our hope should be greater. And our love should grow at a rate like never before. For this holy God who would allow us in this time to see our nation brought to its knees trying to shut out an invisible enemy. But for those of us who know, as the president said, and listen, y'all, this isn't about any party. That's right. This is about a president who would ask for prayer over a nation Mm -hmm. in the name of God and make a proclamation. That's right. Quoting scripture. That's unheard of in my lifetime. But that's what's happened. That's right. This virus is bringing people to the forefront to call on God in the name of Jesus from the Holy Scriptures. You don't need a prayer book. You just need a relationship with God through Christ Jesus. That's right. And as the disciples said to Jesus themselves, teach us how to pray. Teach us how to pray. And there's no prayer like the Lord's Prayer. Because it gives us an understanding that daily we must go to the Lord and seek what we have need of daily. Tomorrow's not come. Today is all we have. 
So daily, we have to seek what we have need yes, of. Daily bread. Yeah. All these things. And daily, we have to repent of the wrong we've done, knowingly and unknowingly. And then we have to repent and ask God to forgive us so that we can get our prayer through yes, and so that we can be that help to our brothers and sisters so that we can be the strong bearing the infirmity of the weak. And Pastor, here's the beauty of it. The day that I'm weak, you're strong. The day that you may be weak, I'm strong. That's, right. that, that's why it's so important to see what God is trying to get us to do. He's trying to help us to become that corporate church. Yeah. And take hold. We're quarantined, but nobody can stop you from praying. That's right. Nobody can stop you from moving God's hand. That authority comes from God. That's right. That's, that's it, Pastor. Right. Right. Authority. Yeah. And that's what we've got to get back to. We've got to get back to blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. And let me say something else. You know, I saw something today. And before I, it, it was just, it happened so fast. And it was, it was beautiful what I saw. And I'm going to tell you about it in just a second. But before I say that, you know, we had talked, um, Sister Daisy, about the fact that so many people, they're doing things, they're doing things and they're calling the media to come watch them do it. You know, they're having all these uh, online, and, and don't get me wrong, listener, I know that these people have as good a heart as they could possibly have based on who they know and who they serve. So they're doing things and they call the media out and the media talks about them and they get their accolades and everybody knows their name and all this kind of stuff. And and so and, and like I said, because I know that some of them are doing it, you know, out of the kindness of their heart and they and people are, are that's the state that we're there that we're yeah. in right now with this coronavirus. Everybody wants to hurt it help. Everybody wants to do something. Mm -hmm. um, we have to watch our motives when we do it. I'll be very honest, we have to watch our motives when we do things and make sure that our motives are pure when we do it. But coming down 281 back into town from my my um, my work that I had to do today, um, this afternoon, I was coming down 281, and right as uh, right as we got close uh, on south of south uh, or or yeah south of uh, Blanco, I passed. I saw something stand on the side of the road, and I saw people. They were holding up these um, cardboard signs, and it was three of them. There was a, a, a one 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 man and and two females, and they were young. They were young adults. Had two cars parked off to the side, and this, one of the signs said, um, um, uh, "God heals the sick." The other one says, "Pray, uh, uh, pray for, pray for the USA." And the other one said, "Pray here." And what they were trying to do, they would hold these signs, and they, I think they were trying to get people to come over. If you wanted prayer, they were saying, "If you want prayer, come over here and stop, and we'll pray for you." But now these three people are sitting out here. All by themselves. No media. No, me no, no media. No How about media? that? No media. Oh, there, there was no media out there. Nobody could you know? tell what they were doing. Uh, no, look, look. They, they were out there all by themselves. Mm -hmm. But their heart was the heart that of a heart of Christ. Of Christ. No yeah, exactly. You know, they didn't have to. You, you could tell by the way they were doing it. They just wanted people to know that God is Christ. Hears. He heals. And we'll pray for you. And that's the type of, that's a remnant Christian. Those are Christians. They're not looking for anything here because see, we'll, get, we'll get our reward in God's kingdom. What we do right here, it requires some work. It, and, and the best way to do that work, and, it's, and, and, and when you pray, pray in secret. And God, who sees you, hears you in secret, will reward you openly. And that's the scripture. And that's what these people were doing. And I said that, you know, uh, because, you know, what you're talking about and what Christians have to do, we have to get to that point to where we not, we're not concerned with what man says about how we serve God. 
we just have to serve God. And this nation needs for the Christians to serve God and to serve him properly, to serve him the right way, and to love people, and to and to do all that we can in Jesus' name. Yes. But make sure that our hearts are our, our, our heart is right because God searches the motives of people. You know, He wants He wants those who have a pure heart to serve Him. And I'm telling you, something, we can bring down walls. Yes, we just can. Like, just like Jeff, we can bring down walls. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, well, the, the, the Word of God says that the effectual, fervent mm-hmm. prayer of a righteous man availeth much. It makes things happen. But that's why it's so important, Pastor, those verses in this time. In these current events, unemployment, the rate is so high and it's going to get worse and worse. Mm-hmm. And some companies will never recover from this. I'm telling you, restaurants? No, we'll never recover from this. Mm. One of the um, stores, Michael's, one of those stores, Hobby Lobby, Hobby Lobby, Lobby had to shut down. Mm. Uh, all these things are going on. And as I read to you from that article in the Epic Times, the unemployment rate, over 500,000 people in one state mm. filing for unemployment and since March. Can you imagine? And these numbers are so high that now here in Texas, mm-hmm. they're asking you to look at the um, Texas website mm-hmm. and see by your name or something, or zip code something, they have a code for you to know what day you can apply yeah, and what time. Because all the unemployment systems are being overloaded. Oh, overload. Look at that. See, not everything has been touched by this, y'all. That's why we have to be honest about That's these right. things. Mm-hmm. The current events say doom, gloom. But God says, I'm here. Yeah. Joy has come. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and what a better time once again in this week leading up to Resurrection Sunday. Resurrection Sunday. But Joshua... Knowing what he was getting ready to do, when he met his Lord and Master, he bowed himself and asked him, what would you have me to do? As well as we know what to do, Pastor, you just said it. We still have to go back and ask, Lord, what would you have me to do? Because so often people do things out of what they know. Yeah. And they did not go back and get the final instructions from the commander. Did I, did, I, did I quote that scripture? I think but that, Joshua uh, wanted to go back and get the final instructions from the commander. Look, look, James one and five. Go ahead. If any man, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives liberally and upbraideth not. He won't hold it back. No. But you got to ask him. Got you. If you want to look, if you want that's victory, humility. That's, yeah, it's humility. But if you want the victory, you got to go to the source because you want obedience. Yes. You want instruction. Yes. And as you said, Pat, the source, because we work under the Lord. Yeah. Not beside him. No. Not over him. No. Under him. That's, that's it. Right. He's and, the source. And that's why for my podcast, the title is As a Person Thinks, So Is He. Mm. And that's why it's so important for us to remember what scripture says. Come on. Let that mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Because the only way for us to be obedient yeah. to God is to have that mind of Christ Jesus dwelling with us. Yes, indeed. Us. That's Amen. Philippians 2 and 5. Mm-hmm. And that's why that's what we're going to do. Yeah. We have to think mm-hmm. and filter our thoughts through the Word, through of, the God. Word of God. Yes, yes. Because that's the only way to capture the things that are not like God mm-hmm. and put them to rest. This is no time to be fighting about parties, about a vote, any of those things. We have to come together under the banner of God 
in Christ Jesus. That's right. Amen. Amen. That's going to be the difference. The difference. Yeah. That's going to be our victory. Mm-hmm. God didn't come to see Joshua. Mm-hmm. He sent his son, the pre-incarnate Christ, right. to come see Joshua. Yeah. Moses had the burning bush. Mm-hmm. Joshua had the pre-incarnate Christ. Yes, yes. And he was getting ready to go to war. Mm-hmm. If there's anyone that can destroy this virus, God can. God can do it. That's right. But we have to know that he can. Mm-hmm. And we have to take heart. Mm-hmm. And we have to have the command given to Joshua. Be strong and of a good, a good courage. courage. Pastor. Well, there you have it. Uh, thank you, Daisy. And for for this is and once again, this is um, Sister Daisy's first official um, podcast. Uh, it will be she's gonna be dealing with the current events, like she said at the beginning. I kind of task her with the current events because there's so much. Look, there is so much going on. You know, um, believe me, it, it would take the rest of our lifetime to deal with the things that are going on because you know we're living in a society that's ever changing. Uh, the news is ever changing. Uh, and the church itself is ever changing, but you know we have to be, um, we have to as a church affect the uh, surroundings because that's what we have been called to do to, to affect our surroundings. We have to apply the word to ourselves, you know, before we can before we can be uh, if, if effective in the world, we have to apply the word to ourselves. But then I'm gonna tell you this before we close up. The, Satan is called the accuser of the brethren because he will have you, the believer, think to yourself or say to yourself, well, I don't want to say anything to anybody because I'm not all that good myself. Listen to me. If the Word of God tells you that if you confess your sins that he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you of all unrighteousness, that means you are now clothed clothed in the righteousness of God and he has given you the authority to do exactly what he has called you to do, to be effective in society as a Christian. So don't be moved by the enemy. Stand firm. Trust God. And after we are delivered out of this coronavirus episode that we're going through, there's going to be other things ahead of us. But God's just letting us know. Until he says it's all over, it's not all over. So until we come back and on the next uh, podcast, we'll say good night. Say good night, Daisy. Good night. We God enjoyed, bless you. We, I enjoyed you. Thank you very much for being on. Thank and you, And we'll see you on the next cast. Good night, y'all. Good night. God bless.